Hello and welcome to the Gossip Stone podcast, where we talk about the Ocarina of Time randomizer. We focus primarily, but not solely, on the racing and the competitive scenes, and we will talk about various topics related to the community and the game as a whole. Introducing your host today, firstly, I'm Yoshi. I'm Riley. And I'm Emo Soda. And on today's episode, we're going to cover minor tricks and optimizations within Ocarina of Time randomizer. So we'll be exploring minor tricks, some optimizations, which includes things such as one to two second time saves, alternative ways of completing certain tasks, as well as new strategies being found all the time. Even now, this week, there's been new stuff. So uh, going forward, we're going to be updating on the various new tricks being constantly discovered. Uh, But for now, we'll cover a general collection of things that are currently already known and are really good to know for playing randomizer and being faster, which is, I guess, I mean, the main point of playing, right? <laughs> um, but anyway. And as always, shout out to Shadow for all the behind the scenes tech, editing, and the sound stuff, everything that involves sounds, that's him. He's the best. And also a quick little shout out to the uh, Go Mode podcast, which is an L- a link to the past randomizer podcast focused on a link to the past randomizer so if all you play a link to the past randomizer uh go give them a listen Alrighty, to kick things off then for this week we'll do our usual rando recap starting with the na weekly <laughs> oh boy i know a few yeah. people were looking forward to this one <laughs> yeah. yeah kick it off riley this one was it was fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How this could you okay. say this is fine? This is okay-ish, yeah. I guess. Like, uh, no, this no, was it, terrible. <laughs> it, it was terrible to a to a degree. I, I want to say it's uh, I'd, you're basically bottlenecked kind of early, but you can do a lot of stuff before you get that bottleneck, which I think is like what most people have seen is the getting the strength of Zora's domain really early because. At the time, you get like Zora's River Baron, and the scale is an open grotto. So most people just get the op- the scale in open grotto, and then do go straight to the market after that. So they completely ignore domain. And if they don't do Valley after Lon Lon, like they're never gonna go to domain ever because River is barren. So a lot of people just last location that strength. So people that got that fairly early, the seed was somewhat straightforward after that. I want to say. There's like a few things here and there that could be tricky, like the hammer and fire. Even Dins on Dampe is not the most obvious, but with Sun Songs early, you could have gotten it. I, I think the other thing there, as far as people knew, they didn't need Dins fire because the stones were Shadow Spirit and Jabu, which normally you see that and you're like, oh great, they're like the most awkward ones in terms of item requirements. I can leave all of that off to one side, but then they got song of time and spirit temple as way of the hero and not even not everyone got spirit temple i think it was at the top of the 
barons or a river so yeah i got river baron before i so i never got that spirit away the hero until i crossed all the way to colossus and there's another spirit way the hero in the hinstone right outside of spirit temple so that was kind of funny at least summertime kind of pushed you there if you did the river chest in water which that was strength two yep so you get your last medallion in water as well like that was that was all fine at that point. You got your last medallion in water. You can go to the Gans Castle. You're still missing that Song of Time and Spirit connection there. Yep. Some people. Oh, they dipped fire really early, so they got the hammer. They were able to clear that, and then they go into water. They don't. They, they get their boskin. They're just gonna go get the hint, right? Oh, they have Song of Time, Way the Hero, and uh, maybe Spirit depends who. So I'll just I'll just go get my light arrow hints. <laughs> it says Ganon's Castle. Okay. Some people full clear everything. You don't have strength three yet. We'll get to that later. And it's completely empty. So now you just, what do you do? You do, you, ch you probably chase the Song of Time way the hero. What's the best place to go? GTG probably, right? Song of Time. There's usually more checks there that locks, that's locked by Song of Time than water. Water is one check logically locked by there. And what, there's a few others, but that's where usually people would end up. I didn't play it like that, so I don't know much about how other people ended up doing it. I On the restream, the first uh, person to get all six medallions was at 1 hour 38. They didn't have strength two at that point, went to GTG, cleared it expecting key logic or something along those lines, nothing. Go back to the river chest, get the strength two, find... That they carry that to spirit. They knew that spirit was way of the hero, so they go into spirit and do everything they can. They they don't have the mirror shield. They don't have requiem. Requiem's on all dungeons, so they do clear everything they can and get just Ruto's letter and nothing else. And that's where it starts getting very interesting because most people, I think, have Jabu Baron at that point. I didn't, so it was even more interesting for me. Because you go into... You give letter... Uh, most people have Furore, so they just place Furores in Jabu, and then you go Ice Cavern. You get Boomerang and Nocturne in Ice Cavern. So you have a decision to make. If you don't have Dins, which... Uh, don't Depends if you... On, if you had done well already, you most likely had the Dins, because we had early Suns. But there's also Nocturne in Ice Cavern. So could it be for Shadow? Could it be for Jabu? For me, I didn't know it was Baron's. Don't remember where the Baron hint was specifically, so... Some people said it was in early Grotto, so I'm keen to say, like, DMC, which I hadn't done. But then, yeah, was it was it for Jabu or was it for Shadow? Oh, Shadow gave you a mirror shield to go back to Spirit. Don't forget to mention the mirror shield was on Bongo Bongo of all things. Yep. So you had to beat Shadow. You didn't bail after you found the mirror shield, which is probably for the best because it was all three of them you had to do both shadow and jabu to get your mirror shield to go to spirit to get the requiem and then the last chest in spirit the second child side chest was strength three yep which i personally got before the hammer and fire temple so i had strength three never got the ganondorf hints i just got my hammer and fire and beelined it straight for light trial and they, they were right there so, so, yeah, because from what I heard, the same thing happened for Marco. So Marco finished in first in this one, two hours 58, which barely sub three for a weekly seed is 
kind of terrifying already. Um, like I mentioned on the restream, the first like glow mode player was at one hour thirty eight. They fin the first, not the first finish. I think it was a different player, but the first finish on the restream was three hours seven. Nearly like nearly half the seed was hunting for the light arrows. Yep. Yeah, coming from my perspective here, uh, I wasn't too far behind Riley. Looking at the finishes, uh, Riley finished in th third, and I finished yeah, I ninth. Got third. Um, mm. So what I did was I did Deku Tree Start, and that was, I think, my second medallion at that point. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I had an agreement with Zephyr before the, the weekly started. Oh, no. We treated it like a 1v1. So we said, okay, if we find explosives early, we'll just both do Deku, and then we'll both go Valley Lake to test out the opener and then from there we'll just race like normal so we did that and then i found the scale at open grotto okay well i'm gonna go valley because that's what we said we we're gonna do okay so i go do valley nothing really there and then i go to lake i get all the back hints and i knew he would do that as well okay I do child fishing set up scarecrow and then i saw there was a bow i think it was on the Ruta's letter check, yeah. Yeah, Ruta's letter check. So I get that, and I'm like, well, he's probably going to go immediately to Castle, so I'm going to go to Domain. And I actually got the strength sub 30 minutes, and apparently he didn't do that, and it was pretty good for me. But um, what that led to was I had all six medallions at, like, 154, and I already got the letter from Spirit before. Um, so I was like, I don't know, this is probably for Light Arrows, but I, I just want to go confirm where Light Arrows are at Ganon. So I get there, and... Yeah, I get that Ganon's castle hint. <laughs> uh, I'd clear out castle because you kind of have to, right, at that point. I knew it was probably going to be behind a trial, but I, I just can't chase letter itself. That just seems incredibly weird to me. Um, but, I mean, there is the argument, though, that you should have expected it uh, in light trial, so therefore you should just follow the way of the heroes. And I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up for me, but... Uh, in the end, I didn't finish too badly in, in, in either case. So, Yeah, that's another interesting point for people that got the, the hint. If you know you're not like a Marco or like a player like that, do you just metagame and just guess it's in my trial? If you're like going through your hint, you're like, is nobody done yet? Do you? Is it? If it's just here, I'm not the first one. Can't, I can't be the first one here, right? Like, if you I know think you're for not, the majority like... of people, they should have probably skipped most of the trials there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not because it's an easy check to do, but just in the sense that you know you're looking for strength three, which you know is somewhere behind either spirit or Ruto's letter. So you, you follow the only hint you have. You go and do Ruto's letter because it unlocks more just more stuff in general that gets you the nocturne and the rang at that point you go to shadow get the mirror shield at that point i'd want to go back to spirit because of the way of the hero hint i'd probably then go to ganon's castle before jabu but i i think doing the rest of that chain first at least is considerable and by the time you're that far in and nobody's finished you're like maybe it is just jabu and requiem mm-hmm yeah, the, the big sticking point there was I missed Dens on Dempe Digging early on, so I didn't get it until Child Cleanup after doing Jabu. I was going to go to the bottom of the well, but then I ran into it in da Dempe, and I was like, well, okay, I guess I go Shadow now, right? Because it's the best option. There was a really um, interesting play on the restream I want to ask you guys about, actually. Um, sure. So, Westifer had that Dins fire in about 20 minutes. 
What? <laughs> Excuse me? His opening route was South Chickens. Hyrule to... No, South Hyrule to Gerudo Valley to Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Save reset, go to CAC just in time for Dampe. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and, like, we were all watching, like, what is happening? This is... Did he, like, where did he save? In Lake Hylia, I think. He didn't get the strength. That was the issue. I said, like, it would have worked out incredibly well for him if he'd gone into Zora's domain, done the two checks there, and then save reset. It would have worked out amazingly. As it was, he, like, pretty much last location the Zora's domain strength. But Mm. it was intriguing to watch. Like, he just goes off to Dampe, and then after that, I think, save reset to go and do Deku Tree. And it was like... It was a wild play to watch, but actually it, it, it almost worked. It almost worked out incredibly well. It didn't work out as probably as well as you, like, getting the Dins, yeah, but the Dins was so irrelevant re- until really late in the, the logic that mm-hmm. because you don't get Nocturne until you go Ice Cavern, so at that time it's not looking like that that play made too much of a difference early. But that is very interesting. I don't, it's not something, like, Making the, the time-sensitive checks really early can be beneficial because some people put it off. It feels like it's a high-risk, high-reward thing, and we kind of theorized that West of them might have been making some, you know, interesting early-game routing decisions during a weekly to not, you know, practice them during the weekly so that you're not trying something completely new during the, like, tournament races. But it was it was really interesting to see, and it did, like I say, it nearly paid off just that Zora's domain dip along the way would have would have saved it. Yeah. Just, like I said, I think what it came down to most people is the opener they did. If they did open Grotto to Owl, they probably got screwed. Yeah. So the EU weekly, not not quite as bad. Yeah, Maybe. It's much less exciting from a viewer's perspective and a runner's perspective, I think. Um, the main thing that happened was, well... There was an early hint for 40 skulls that it was a hook shot. Okay, that's kind of scary. Uh, but you keep playing the suit anyway, and you have that in the back of your mind. It's basically just, it came down to a big decision late into the seed where there were a couple areas left as your quote-unquote best options to go to uh, and to see if there was any items there that led to your, your last thing that you needed, which was Boomerang in this case, as it was a go mode for most of the runners that were playing on the restream and I think in the race in general. Um, but those, those areas were Ice Cavern, Grudo Training Grounds, Deep Fire, as that was a medallion, so it was an early boss key, relatively, so it would be a revisit, or Shadow, which is a stone. So, there were a couple factors in play in this one. Water was hinted barren, and it was found at the back of Lake. Okay, that's kind of bad. Uh, with the 40 gold, gold skull hookshot being a long shot, as they found the hookshot earlier in the seed. And there was also a letter away of the hero from Goron City. What kind of made that complicated, though, um, there was also a magic and scale there. And there was a second magic at Child Spirit, which you got through Requiem, which was way of the hero from Lamon Ranch. But there were also light arrows from Child, Child Side Spirit. So this is kind of the case where you just have like three or four items from a way of the hero area, or maybe a couple way of the hero areas, and... You have to figure out and guess right, basically. Um, there were also multiple Sphere Zero slingshots and multiple Sphere Zero bows. Target and Woods had the first hammer, which unlocked most of the items, including the first hookshot, which was at the Wolfhouse Grotto and Sacred Forest Meadow. 
as well as HBA had a mirror shield and strength two was locked by forest temple, which is all and in turn was locked by hammer. So pretty much every item was convenient and on the way. It was just a matter of which area do you even go to at that point? And there's a lot of arguments that you can make for any of those really. Right. Am I right in remembering that Song of Storms was the all dungeons play as well? So a lot of people were already worried of like, by the time you're at the stage where you're like, is it Ice Cavern? Like, let's say, you know, a lot of people did GTG or Shadow first. So you're like, I've got Ice Cavern, I've got Deep Fire, I've got 17 checks on, or uh, 14 checks on Song of Storms. You're like, oh no, what if it's one of those? Like, by that point, that's like almost half your seed left. But, uh... Once you start seeing the finishing times come in, you can probably hazard a guess that it's not been that. Yeah, that was the thing, though. Like, Juke finished in 2 hours, 20 minutes, 41 seconds as first, but there wasn't a finisher even 5 minutes behind him, so you had to imagine that it was, like, some kind of the gamble or something i don't know I, it's it's the, these kinds of seeds where there's so much open and if you just make the right decision you just obliterate everybody and some people just committed to ad did all the well that was empty and kind of lost after that like there's you just push your ad or you push your ice cavern there's also a metagame factor in here as well because i think at some point at least duke has been someone with a reputation for going to deep fire and so a lot of people see Duke finishing first and go, oh, it should be in fire. And they leave whatever they're doing and start heading towards things like that or like GTG if they haven't done it. And metagaming is one of those things where it can help you, but it shouldn't be your entire decision. And I think a, a few too many people tend to fall back on that. And that absolutely could be what happened here because, yeah, I feel like Ice Cavern isn't the worst play at that point, but it's... Uh... Not necessarily the intuitive one. Yeah, when you're looking for specifically one item, I don't think it's usually that good of a play, but, you know. I think it's better than Deep Fire. Yeah, probably. The thing is, though, you needed Letter to get the ring to go do Jabu because Rang was at Ice Cavern, so it's it's difficult because that could have just been for Jabu, but it could also be for both. So it's mm -hmm. it's very complicated sometimes. Right, with but way when you have zero. Medallion Jabu, Letter is just always way to hear for that. So it's yeah. hard to I, say, I, oh, it's for Ice Cavern too. No. It's funny because I know there is a joke going around now that, you know, if Letter's way of the hero, like there were so many comments in chat and stuff like that about like, oh, Letter's, the way of the hero points aren't strong enough. You need you need more way of the hero for the letter for it to show up in the hints. Um, it also takes it does, the least it, amount of time. There is an ongoing joke now that if Letter is way of the hero, Rush Ice Cavern. It doesn't actually play like that. It that isn't the case. There's no reason it should tend like push you towards it more. Just so happened that in this case it was the right call. But yeah, overall this was a less interesting scene than anyway, it's the the case of Okay, there's everything opened. Mm. what's my best option and ice cavern is it the best option for most at the time and that's what ends up happening and then sometimes you just miss one item like I juke missed the din's fire or never got it so he never got baited into shadow temple or to do ad so right right also just offhand there was also the fact that you were very reliant on bomb shoes in this yeah 
I, I think we've realized that the bomb bag in the sunblock room in spirit was actually in logic because all five keys were really early and also uh, all five keys were sorry all five keys specifically were not just really early they were in or before child climb so the first six checks in spirit had five keys wow that's not that's not very often that happens so logically speaking you could go in as either age get up like go in as child get locked in the child climb room without a bomb bag and then go in as adult use all four keys to get up to or use all of your keys in spirit open up the whole thing and still do the sunblock room there weird seed but weird but oh there was one in ice cavern which you know by that point pretty much everyone's got a boomerang getting the boomerang and going so i guess the boomerang was at the end so you find the bombs on the way through two kind of weird weekly seeds though i think the na was a lot really interesting though compared as the eu weekly i see it as just like another one of those (laughs) yeah the eu was like a which call do you make and the na was how well can you follow this i think you can learn from both of them just to uh just go ice cavern (laughs) just go ice cavern (laughs) it's i mean it's seems like a good play to me yeah i mean Alrighty, so season three races there was surprisingly little this last week actually we've got two races to talk about and one of them was one that we didn't get to cover last week uh both involving earl weird so spoilers earl weird wins the first one um, they're both losers bracket matches so uh dylan versus earl weird uh this one was a interesting one to go through because so dylan is the 16th seed and earl weird is the 32nd so Earl is like basically snuck in at the bottom of this bracket. And I know that sounds that sounds kind of harsh like everyone in this bracket is fairly close. Like once you're outside the top, you know, six runners or so, the the boundaries start to really shrink. Um but Dylan was ahead for most of this race. He had more progression covered, had more of the major items. And then they both got to the point where basically they were just looking for the boomerang. Nothing else. Uh, They had a Shadow Way of the Hero locked behind Jabu, which was their last medallion. Stone Shadow, Nocturne on Burning Cack. Earl does bottom of the well earlier than Dylan. Dylan goes off looking through other areas and like GTG and stuff like that. Earl goes to bottom of the well and gets strength too. Goes over to Spirit and finds the boomerang. No keys, but the boomerang at the start of Spirit on the right side as adult. So Dylan at this point isn't far behind. Like he's done GTG, he's done a few other like standalone checks, but finds that boomerang. Goes eventually goes to bottom of the well as you know, basically the only play at that point. Finds a strength too. Finds the boomerang, but Earl finishes Jabu as Dylan's just starting. Um, goes to check the Ganondorf hint, which was interesting because the Shadow Way of the Hero was still outstanding. But he's got Ferrara's Wind, so it doesn't lose much time. He goes into Shadow, gets the lights, powers through. Comes out with a win at 243. I don't know if there's that much to say about this one, really. It was kind of like, do your dense locations, that's about it. And which one do you do, GTG or Bottom of the Well? 
doesn't seem like there was nothing like super extraordinarily out of the way no it was it was a, just a lot of in your path progression or you know you did your kind of three song and you're early adult into dungeon into dungeon into dungeon and next thing you know it's all right find your boomerang that's it again this 243 time just keeps haunting us in the tournament right that's like yeah last week we had like four of them that was exactly 243 wins yeah um i can tell you that doesn't happen for the next one <laughs> oh. uh so i'll moved on from that match against dylan to face off against cola in losers bracket round two so this is 22nd versus 32nd seeds the finishing time was three hours 37 <laughs> which that should tell everything about how this seed went. We're like talking about, you know, oh, this was like barely sub three. That was quite slow. 337. So straight away, there was one thing that I want to call out that happened really early in this race. And we questioned it at the time. And I'd love to find out why. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can figure this out. What's that? So they both went to do three song. They both went towards the market had it go tonight they both checked richard pretty simultaneously it was like fairly close behind each other at that point and then earl went adult after checking richard so he goes into kakariko at night so he skips andrew in the process and just gets he got the letter he actually got ruto's letter from the um impa's house cow but it was a really curious decision to go to adult cack at night before going back for the three song. He didn't have bomb bag or explosives at all, right? Nothing no like that. Nothing, no. Yeah, I don't quite get the logic behind that at all. The only thing I can think is if you just go through from that point during your three song, you end up waiting at Talon for a little bit walking to cac is just that extra bit of time so that you're waiting a little bit less at hyrule castle that is the only thing i can think right but at that point yep. you should just do the other setup where you go to early adult earlier and you just go get your song at adult sfm which does mm. the same thing or grotto to owl instead right like there are other ways to pull that off yeah yeah, because with explosives, at least, I can see the argument. Like, okay, I'll just go do the Redead Grotto and Kakariko. Okay, and I'll do most of the stuff except Andrew, pretty much, at daytime. I can't buy a shield right now. Eh, whatever. can still do Graveyard. Okay. And then you can go up uh, Death Mountain Trail until it turns day, or... I don't know. You don't really want that, though. Well, you could pick up the egg before that, but yeah. If you have bombs, just do Dodongos and reset your time of day. Not even do CAC, like just rush straight up to Dodongos. Finish it, and then time of day resets, and then you can do daytime CAC. Come out and do CAC. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, the uh, the bomb bag itself was actually on 30 skulls. So it was in logic fairly early, because they had this letter. But the hints, um, one of them was in Sacred Forest Meadow, and I the other one was quite late. Cola did the three song route and fell before getting to the last two hints during the sacred forest meadow so didn't see that the bomb bag was on 30 skulls for a long long time it didn't matter too much um during that time earl instead took that letter found an early boomerang and an early scale 
and did stone and had checked checked the medallions going to that early adult play that we were talking about when i did stone jabu very early very very early the only reason i could see him doing that kind of play is he would think he's not as good as Kolo. and that's like a, a very like weird like kind of gamble i would say it's either a like yeah it's either a big gamble or it's uh trying to read the logic of the seed and going oh i got given these items i should go do this thing that that unlocks but with so much early game open still and jabu had nothing at which point earl presumably feels behind and goes to do chickens which also has nothing <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I can see it from Earl's perspective here. Being the 32nd player, maybe he feels like he just scraped into the 32 bracket. So, I mean, if you're that kind of a player, I I can see doing this, especially if you're in a loser's bracket anyway. You're kind of going for broke. Mm. If it's an early access like that, it, there could even easily be an item in there. If, you, if there's like a hinted location that you got it from and you just haven't found it yet, it's totally possible. So... I don't really blame him for doing it. I don't know about doing chickens afterward. Probably at that point, I would just try to play catch up on to what you know Kolo's going to do. And then yeah. maybe later you can make a different decision to chickens try to capitalize on time. Chickens afterwards feels a little bit like a sunk cost fallacy kind of thing. It's like, oh, I just wasted all this time on Jabu. I better, I better do something risky to try and make it back. And yeah, it's like, no, accept that you've lost that time. Like, accept that that is gone and try to see what else happens in the seed. Don't take a risk at that point, because by that stage, you're too far behind if your next progression is really easy. But later on, you can make those plays back up with like a different gamble way further in. Um, and as it worked out, this seed like potentially could have. Firstly, Cola died to Volvagia, which gave one of the highlights of the race. Cola had an alert ready on his uh, OBS. He uh, his stream, he had like a alert, like a flashing text thing come up saying pro gamer alert as he dies to Volvagia. Fantastic. <laughs> like, it was so good. <laughs> but um yeah, like there was a lot of time for Earl to catch up in this race. The mirror shield was in the dragon chest in water and the boss key was ridiculously early, so the standard thing to do was go in, get your medallion, leave. And Cola left it behind for a long time. Earl full cleared. Right. They also didn't have serenade, so Cola was never going back there until mm -hmm. his last check, basically, at that point, like, watching, like, okay, he's not going back in water until he finishes the game. <laughs> right, right. Meanwhile, Cola uh, made one of the but most fantastic plays gets all five keys fairly early in spirit and goes back as child to light a stick to get the fire checks that he couldn't get otherwise because no magic meter first magic meter in the map chest in spirit which is usually magic locked but not if all your keys and requiem are available so that was fantastic that was that was unbelievable like two insanely placed items that you just had no idea how to deal with because cola got magic earlier he went to beat shadow while earl got the mirror shield and went to beat twin rover so eventually earl gets to go mode and has to go through shadow but while earl is like maybe a third of the way through shadow cola finds the mirror shield 
and all Cola has to do is get to the top of Spirit and beat Twin Rover. Turns out that's a lot faster than two-thirds of Shadow Temple, and Cola picked up the win there. 337.31. Nearly an hour slower than Earl's previous race, just to put into perspective those seeds. So, Cola will move on to face Sea Falcon in the next round, who got to at least enjoy that race on commentary, if nothing else. That was uh, <laughs> an experience. Yeah, almost an hour off of that average time of 2.43. Three, almost 3.43 <laughs> is not a great sign. But Cola's still alive here. I know Cola made a bit of a loser's bracket run in Season 2. and can see it happen again now. Yeah, it was the 30-second seed in that tournament, so uh, not too far behind in the 20-second seed this time. So maybe making a similar run as to the same thing as uh, Season 2. Can definitely happen. Cola's a very talented and good player, so... Oh, yeah. Main topic time? Main topic yeah. time. <laughs> so our topic today is going to be talking about tricks and optimizations that people might not know within Randomizer. So we're going to assume for this that most people have watched a couple of the weekly races or watched a few of the top runners running. We're not going to talk about things that you will see every single time. So that will be things like, we're not going to talk about lensless wasteland or reverse wasteland. We're not going to talk about B1 skip. Uh, we're not going to talk about hookshotless uh, GTG. This is more focused towards the optimizations that save a few seconds here and there, but when they're put in together, they can build up to a lot of time saved. Some of them are really easy to do, and it's just a quick, simple way to save a few seconds almost every seed. What we'll also do with this, we won't go into details on the setups. Some of them will need very particular setups. There'll be videos that we will supply. We'll have a link in the episode description, in the podcast announcement on the Discord, that will link to videos for all of the tricks we talk about, plus the ones that we just mentioned won't be covered here. So your Lensless Wasteland, your B1 skip. We will include those, so it will be kind of a, at least in this kind of snapshot, a concise list of relevant time-saving tricks. Right, and we'll cover them. We'll go through all the dungeons. It's, there's a lot more stress than you would think just by looking outside in. So to start off with Deku Tree, which I guess most people don't think Deku Tree is going to have much. And to be fair, it doesn't really. Right, it has a few broken stick optimizations here and there. To get like nuts and skulls and there's get... a strat people have been working on recently for the chests in the top room so that you only have to hit the switch once but there's not quite been an efficient way to do that figured out and um it's also a bit tight on execution mm -hmm. you have to get flame storage and then jump right after hitting the switch so you land on the first platform and then at that point you can go get the first check and then oh no 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 yeah, it's just it's just you don't flame you storage. You light the you light yeah. the torch and then side hop off the switch onto the platform after lighting uh, it, and then yeah, you open the chest near the skull and immediately get back onto the platforms to get the other chest. So you have to skip the skull and you have to have nuts going in to stun the skull chiller on the way through. So it's oh. it's difficult to optimize. That's the main issue with it there. Yeah, because opening the chest there will pause the the time in the room basically. But there is one big thing that. I, I say big thing. It Again, 
this will almost never come up. This is if you get a very early Deku Tree Baron hint and not a lot else. And also have it be a medallion that locks something along the lines of Din's Fire, or have it be your last medallion with no Din's Fire. So there's a setup for this. Again, check out the list of videos for those. You can do B1 skip. Basically, there's a particular setup to do it from the top of Deku Tree so that you land on the web and then you jump slash halfway down the fall and land at the top of the basement area. So you get to get away without doing B1 skip. You still have to go and light a stick. There are a few ways to do that off the torch nearby. Uh, just jump off the block towards it and pull a stick mid-jump is the easiest one, I think. Right. You could probably easily say this saves about 5 to 10 seconds. Maybe a bit more. Yeah, it just I saves hope. you doing the whole of B1 skip, hitting the switch up there, that kind of thing. Mm. Yep. It's just also the circumstances where it's relevant is fairly low. <laughs> probably lower than 1%, I want to say, this one. It's I can't very... think of... I think I've seen exactly one race ever where I've had Deku Tree Baron at a relevant time. And even then I had Din's Fire, so... Yeah. From there, though, we go to probably the best dungeon in the game for time saves. There's... Yeah. Uh, the Dango's Cavern has a bunch of one to two second time saves. Uh, there's... The startup dungeon is pretty simple. The main lobby is nothing much. But after that, there's the staircase, which very recently, it's, there's been a lot of strats to uh, light it up really fast. Yeah, to briefly explain how this works, um, the hitboxes for the staircase are the walls to the side of it. But around the corner from there, running parallel to the side of the staircase, there are two more walls that also have hitboxes. And the staircase only requires that you hit two of these uh, these like hitboxes for the staircase to fall. So you can hit the two nearest the door and the staircase will lower. Now there's a bomb shoe strat for this, which is the fastest method. There is a bomb strat, which is just throwing the bombs into those hitboxes. And then there is a one bomb strat, which... Requires a setup, but is a fairly easy one to do. And with all of those, uh, except for the bomb chew one, you have time after getting the bombs in position to throw a bomb near the next, uh, the Armos chest as well, to open that door in the process. The mud wall, yeah. Yeah. There's also some faster ways to get to the bomb bag chest, uh, both with hovers and without. So the one with hovers... You go from assuming they will assume that people are getting, you know, all the chests in Dodongo's cavern. So you've opened the what up the one with the bomb flower platform. If you have hovers, the best thing to do there is to hover or jump over to the nearby mud wall above the ladder, and then turn around and run off of that to grab one of the platforms, right. the higher up platforms. You just hover the, the nearest platform. Yeah. Close to from, you and you're basically up there. And from there, you can hover over to the ledge next to the bomb bag chest, like up where that is. With no items, instead of doing what I think people have been doing, which is to climb the ladder, do the jump back over to the platform, 
There's a glitchless jump you can do similar to the Sacred Forest Meadow one. We'll get back to that one later yeah. as well. Um, but there's a glitchless jump you can do there where you basically stand at the edge of the higher area with the scrub mud wall. You stand at the very edge of that, look slightly off the edge, and jump to grab the higher platform. Only as adult. Both of these are only as adult, and I, I don't know what to say if people are doing Dodongo's Cavern as child. <laughs> they must playing some weird settings. <laughs> Closed door of time. Ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm after that there's a few different optimizations to open the the big skull that leads to the king of the Algo himself there's you can chew from the bottom there's like i want to say like four to five different setups for this one yeah I've seen. there's one from the left side of the room and then there's it's basically one from the right hand side but there's about three or four different ways to line up the positioning for it yeah, you really just need the angle uh, for that. So whatever side hops, rolls, dry rolls, whatever you can do to get in that into that position, into that angle, that's all you really need because these hitboxes on these eyes are so big. They're basically like, imagine the skull. It's partitioned among, you know, the middle there by like the nose bone. A large portion of each side of the skull is just the hitbox for those, so... Yeah, I think actually... the, hitbox, the hitbox starts near the bottom of the eyes, but it stretches down to the very tip of the nose on each side. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just you wait two counts on the chew. You throw the first one, and then you throw the second one, and they'll hit both of the eyes. And there's a couple different ways that you can also... Hit them in a variety of other ways. You can do choose from the top, and you can also do bombs. There's a couple of different ways to do that as well. A couple of different setups. Yeah, I think the notable thing with choose from the top, obviously, if you've gone into Dodongo's cabin for the checks and don't have a bomb bag, you're just trying to beat it with just bomb choose. It's easy enough to drop down, blow up the choose in the eyes and whatever, but because of what we were saying about the skull hitboxes, you're actually better off um backflipping and shielding a chew during the backflip to hit the other side of the skull and the hitbox is not precise for it so you can just rather than climbing over the skull and like worrying about falling off or like link jumping and any of that you can just stand on one side face away backflip chew um the bomb ones are the bomb ones are really fun i actually i love these i practiced these as soon as they come out but as soon as they were discovered. Um, they all involve hitting the first eye on the way up. And then you basically want to trigger... There's a mini cutscene almost, like a sound effect, and it just zooms in on the skull if you hit an eye that's already lit. So you basically want to trigger that, and then at the right time during that, trigger the skull opening. And it effectively lets you move while the skull opens. So if it's done optimally, you can open the chest behind the mud wall while the skull is opening. But just in case you get the timing slightly wrong on that one, there is a backup where instead of 
moving over towards the mud wall, you jump down and land in the mouth, mouth of the skull and can just walk up and open the door while it's still opening. It's pretty cool to see. A little freaky if you're used to watching the cutscene. You're just seeing the mouth open as you're moving. You're just like, uh, am I supposed to be doing this right now? But that one's that one's so useful as well because like, how many races, uh, how many seeds do you not go into Dodongo's cavern? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's barren, you've got the bomb chew to do it quickly. If it's not barren and you've got if it's got items and you've got bomb chews, then there's a faster set up from the top with chews. And if there's, if it's not barren and you've got bombs, then this is a faster way to do it with bombs. For I would say at this point, still the majority of runners, there is at least a time save for Dodongo's Cavern, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, yeah. It's there's so many little optimization times in this dungeon. This is pretty. The one of the ones that almost every room has one. Mm-hmm. So, if you're wondering the if there's a time one. save, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't even touched on that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can also do King Dodongo with shoes. There's one good old method that a lot of people have been using: the store a ground jump and then use that ground jump to put a chew in his mouth or a really pretty recent one that's a bit more precise where you just backflip at a certain frame there's a video for that one i couldn't explain it to you so yeah it requires some pretty precise positioning and a relatively tight frame window but it's also for i think for most people probably and it's both i think for most people a lot easier to set up and also means you can do it without a shield just in case you somehow end up in there with choose and no shield Ugh. <laughs> yeah hopefully not but yeah the ground jump one is fairly simple you basically just store a ground jump like you would for a normal ground jump with the bomb flower and the damage king dodongo would give to you but you shield it so you store the ground jump that way and then at the height of your jump you just drop a chew in his mouth and you just repeat that twice. So yeah, something in Dodongo's cabin for pretty much everyone. <laughs> Alright, Jabu Jabu, the last child dungeon. For the most part, there's not a lot to do with this. There's a couple of little things. Um, tiny, I one thing actually that we've not mentioned for some of these other dungeons, there'll all be one link. Um, but there are broken stick setups faster broken stick setups than what most people are doing which is line up with the wall backflip shield roll chip break the stick in a few places that's slower and so like for the deku tree there's a faster one for jabu there's a faster one for bottom of the well there's a faster one otherwise most of the tricks in jabu come fairly late right they're basically right from one room next to another at the end of the dungeon the first one is to allow you to skip the elevator from Big Octo and bringing the crate over to the switch. Uh, the sound for this is surprisingly like the standard B1 skip set, uh, setup that people do. You basically want to roll and hit the switch and then jump slash and it pretty gives you kind of the right position from there. It's just a case of rolling and mashing A as you like roll towards the door. 
honestly, this isn't quite as precise as it seems if you just try to mash it, but if you time it, it's very precise but also more consistent. Um, the downside being, if you fail it, I think twice you've lost time compared to lowering the elevator. So it's a it's a good idea to know how to do it, like practice it a bit first, have it fairly consistent before you try it in a race, but it's always, if you have to do Jabu, this is a time save. And then the room right after that is the room right before Baronade. There's three different setups for this. There's obviously the most common one where you throw the boomerang from the ledge before having to climb the vines, just looking straight up. There's this setup for it, so it's pretty simple. There's a slingshot one as well, which I'm not too familiar with. And there's the uh, bomb chew one as well, where it's another setup where you'll drop a bomb chew and it'll end up hitting the switch from a specific angle. From what I know, the slingshot one is the easiest one. I think it's literally just like stand in a corner, you can hit the switch from there. Yeah. Um, but the boomerang one is by far the fastest from what I know because... Don't need to change your equips. Right, you've already got the equip set up. You side hop towards the baronade door. So unless you're planning on picking up the skull, you're already in the right position to move on. Uh, still, a few different methods, again, kind of depending on just player styles. Some of these as well might be um, interesting depending on the settings. I don't... I guess if people are playing with a few more glitches available, then you can go towards that area with uh, without the boomerang, but I guess there's no point going to Baronade without a boomerang, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can go like... really far without one. Yeah, you can get the skull and open the door and then leave uh yeah i don't know so we mentioned earlier there are a lot of broken stick setups that can be done faster broken stick options than the standard version of that uh one in particular in bottom of the well that stands out this is not part of the broken stick video but fighting dead hand after opening the invisible chest at the back the steve as it's known on the in the community mm, at this nah, point grumble grumble uh, yeah you can just jump slash over the chest and break a stick. Same way it works with the skull at the top of Deku Tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually really nice to know that because then you can route Balm the Well completely differently. Um, you can even, like, just... Like, if you know the key is on Dead Hand and not actually the invisible chest, that's you can just skip dead hand completely if that's your last area and bomb of the well that you have so knowing that stick setup is actually really nice at the same time it can save you time you don't have to do the stick setup on, against like the wall there um there, there's a couple different time saves and in, in bomb of the well that are kind of exactly like that right yeah and otherwise the broken stick setup there's one approaching the dead hand room so if you know you're clearing it anyway you do the one entering the room so that you do dead hand first but otherwise, bottom of the well is mostly routing optimization, yeah. which, yeah. All right, this is where we move on to the adult dungeons. Yeah, Forest Temple. So there's one in Forest Temple that is incredibly useful and will show up in most most races, I think, at this point. At this point, it's almost a standard trick that people know, which is the forest. It's the recoil 
in Forest Temple after the two strength blocks. Well, after the first one, but right before the other one, right in between the fence and the chest where you can do... There's plenty of setups. You can eyeball it. It's not really complicated where you just jump slash and you recoil to where the floor master room is. Yeah, there was a way I saw this um, done a while back where you jump from near where the bow chest is and you face the wall slightly to your right there and then turn around. And the angle on it is just ridiculous. I think it was an ATZ video, which he was doing it by the end where he would jump over, angle up, turn around, jump slash, and do the whole thing in about three seconds. It's yeah. it's surprisingly not precise in the slightest. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to change the angle, technically, the, the camera angle. I've seen like a setup from Juke where... You just literally keep the uh, the camera faced against the wall, and you just walk walk back towards the wall. You just need the angle, and you just go for it, and ta-da! <laughs> like it's it's really really not bad. I I myself I just use C up. I just get a general angle, and as long as your sword slash hits the wall, there it has to hit the wall not in front of you, but to the side of you. That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. You'll go right to the ledge, and it'll be no problem. So it's. Yeah, maybe like one to two seconds of aiming, but after that, you just, you're good. So the other big thing for Forest doesn't come up very often. Very uh, fringe settings or really, really limited scenarios, but uh, the three key Forest or Courtyard Scarecrow with Hovers, I've seen it called, which I don't like that name. It's too like, yeah. Um... There's a few different setups for this one as well. The general gist of it is you get up to near the switch where you open the courtyard well. Go over to near where the barber is on the other side from there and kill it. Climb onto one of the balconies and effectively hover your way above the door and you can get to the scarecrow. You skip most of the checks in forest and you still need three keys in order to get to all of the pose. But... If you're playing Key Sanity, if you have a Baron Forest Temple and get two keys right at the start, maybe you go for this. Yeah, it's incredibly, incredibly good on kind of the variety settings, quote unquote, um, like Key Sanity, like Dungeon Skulls even. It's nice to know. Um, any Any kind of weird settings, really, that require you to maybe not have all the keys. It's mostly just Key Sanity, really, but... Um, it, it's kind of faster than just doing it normally, right? Uh, I think it's faster up until... No, yeah, I guess it's... I mean, you should do it because it's faster. <laughs> I guess if, if you've already done the courtyard, no, it's probably not. But the fact that you can, if you can go through to the first two pose and just be able to skip the entire courtyard area that's when it matters yeah the, the biggest thing is that you have to have hovers to do it and you have to have scarecrow it's already mm -hmm. set up so it's like incredibly niche for it for even if it is a like the most minor time save you can imagine right already because don't you still have to go kill the red and blue pose yeah you do the you right. use the three keys to get to the first two pose and then you use the courtyard to get to the last two pose 
Like it's kind of a callback to the discussion last week of if you're on VC, this is not faster in the slightest, right? Because you have to save reset to get to the other pose. Uh, unless, like you say, it's key sanity and you're missing or a key. You, or you have Aurora's Wind. Yeah, maybe, yeah. For the most part, very fringe. Usually comes up more in different settings. If you're really lucky, I had it in multi-world once where we start with Scarecrow and I had a barren forest, got two keys at the start and went, all right, I'm skipping the courtyard, got a key in the next room and did three key forest. Great. That's the one time it's come up in like an actual racing style environment for me. If, it, if it's your go mode, yeah, it's like yeah. the biggest thing. But outside of that, it's uh, pretty minor, mm-hmm. but it is cool. It does require a setup, so you want to do practice with it. Um, yes, it's mm-hmm. very. It's not the simplest trick I'll say. It's yeah, for sure. Very for sure. practice intensive. I think not just like oh, I'll, I'll pull up the video and try to do it mid race. It's not one of those. <laughs> it, it's a bit like the Goron City hover that you can get to the left side in the maze. There, it's a bit like the Water Temple getting to the boss key room or the room before the boss key. Um, you can also do a, a similar hover and you jump at the end of that hover mm-hmm. um to get to there so very very similar to those a slightly different um in terms of the spacing and the timing of it but um it's pretty cool to do mm-hmm. it's cool when it pops up and it's actually useful right 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 so fire has quite a few small differences there's most of them don't actually change that much it's minor time saves or stops you having to do something else slightly differently. Um, there's a glitchless jump to get past the Song of Time block or to get the skull near the Song of Time block. If you just need the extra skull, if you're playing with dungeon skulls and don't want to go and get Song of Time at that point, or it's I think it's dungeons. still a bit faster than playing Song of Time. So if you just know this, playing Song of Time and making the block teleport can take a bit. Mm. Yeah, I think if you get it first try, it's faster. But there's, there's obviously different variations of setup, but we'll have mm-hmm. a link to at least one of it in the videos, mm-hmm. the videos as well. So yeah, uh, similarly, pixel shot. <laughs> it's, Very, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as the name suggests, kind of precise. It's not actually a pixel. It's probably a few more. I think but it's about it, four. It, uh, it's, yeah. it's definitely tight, though. It's one of the most infamous tricks that I think not a lot of people learn because it's kind of bad. It's not, not a bad It's really good to know, mm. but it's one of those tricks that... I guess because it's so precise. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, if, if you're playing on emulator, it's probably difficult to have the right sort of sensitivity to get this to work, for one. Um, it takes a particular setup anyway. And the only use it really has is if you've got the long shot, you don't have to get your scarecrow. Right. Which sometimes you need anyways for other stuff. Right. But when I guess when you have long shot, scarecrow is not really usually needed, but it can still come up. Mm. It's it's like a minor time saver. If you're in the fire temple, you want to clear it while you're there and you just got your long shot or you've whatever had it for a while or it lets you get the check at Pierre without going to Lake Hylia first. That's pretty much the whole point of that one. On the flip side, that means that you can do fire with one less 
thing to do on your way. It means you're more likely to get through that medallion dungeon, maybe. Or... So it's definitely a good one to know, even if it doesn't gain that much, because what it gains is quite relevant. Which is time. So Yeah, most <laughs> less <laughs> less movement. Yeah. Um so the highest guru on this one, this one's not on the same level. This uh, one is very niche. Oh, wow, yeah. So I actually did this in a race a couple of days, a uh, multi-world race a couple of days ago. It's the first time it's actually been relevant. This is for if you get to the top of the fire temple without the hover boots and you want to check the highest Goron, oh, sorry, without the hover boots, without Song of Time, and you want to check highest Goron before Hammer Chest. Whether that's you've got a hint, whether that's, you know, you're looking for one thing that's not a key, whatever. You can ground jump up to one of the flame wall pillars, angle and set up to turn around, and jump up to the highest Goron, like the hammer switch outside. It's it's a fringe trick, but if you get to that stage without hovers and you've got a hammer hint, or a hint for the hammer chest, great. You don't need to go get your hovers. You don't need to go get Song of Time. You can just do this, get up. Perfect. I think that's about it for fire in terms of time saves. There is one little backup strat if things go wrong. And it's it, this I actually love, because this was part of a video to get through the firewall quickly, which I don't I don't know how much time that actually saves. I don't know how much time it's worth in terms of the setup and everything. You have to be good at the setup quickly in order to save time with it, I think. But this one is very much aimed at people who maybe aren't as consistent with their movement, aren't as consistent with their setups. And that is, I, I love that there is something here for kind of the more casual or the like newer players. So if you're in the fire room with the bow switch, the eye switch, and you fall. Which happens more frequently than when you would think even to good players. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... If you face towards the door with the elevator and look up and left, there's a block in the lava in the corner there. Just an innocuous block. Doesn't like one of the platforms in the lava. Doesn't move. Doesn't do anything. If you stand on it, it leaps up to a area with a whole load of rupees. I think. So what you do is you stand on it, let it jump up, get off it, and get underneath it. So it, it crushes, voids, voids you, out, you yeah. out, and back at the top you you come back where you just entered which is on this tiny little walkway yeah it's, it's just something you don't think about right it's kind of an unnatural thing like oh yeah just get crushed so it voids you out and then you'll just go right back up you yeah. save like if you fail there if you fall off the walkway climbing all the way up takes at least two minutes maybe more to just get and back up to where you were Pretty much everyone who's raced has fallen on that path at some point. It's yep. so easy to do. And it's crazy because this this video only came out like a month or so ago, I think someone shared this. Um, Toxic shared a video with this at the end. And the number of people who were like, oh my god, I never thought of that. I didn't know you could do that. That's Nobody had considered it, but it's it seems so obvious now when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I think that's about it for fire. Mm-hmm. There's maybe a little more, but they're again just routing optimization. But uh, moving on to water now, where there's very little, but they're very massive time saves. Yeah, the funny thing with water is that it feels like a dungeon that was made for the hover boots. So a lot of the things here are like, what do you do if you don't have the hover boots, even though technically you're not meant to have them in the vanilla game? (laughs) So the most notable one here, I think, is the boss key chest, um, the gilded chest without the hovers because this one is pretty much just a setup but hovering over to the path that the boulders come out of is really easy there is a video that came out fairly recently of the fastest way to hover to those boulders and that's quite precise but without the hovers it's pretty much do this setup great yeah this yep it's not a hard setup, and you save going through the probably the worst room in all of Water Temple in the far back before the boss key. Yeah, the funny thing is there is a time saver for that room as well, but it pretty much never comes up because you just skip it. I don't but, know, uh, think there's even a situation in random no, in Ocarina of Time randomizer not. where you need to go there. So I just if if by any chance I'm not, we won't include the video on this because it's not worth it learn the ways to get to the boss key chest instead without hovers and everything but if by chance you end up in that back room and need to get through it quickly equip the iron boots stand on the switch let the water rise to the very top and then take off the iron boots and mash swimming forward and you climb up to the staircase before the water sinks low enough to not make it i similarly to again water without hovers there's also the cracked wall so really early on you go up you play zelda's lullaby there's the broken wall below now normally people tend to do that with bomb chews or hover over and use a bomb maybe you don't have bomb chews maybe you're doing gold scale water entry you don't have a way to do that so again this is mostly just a setup but there is a way to side hop down that gap and then at a particular angle and jump slash onto the platform with the cracked wall Again, we won't go into the details on the setup. The video is in the links, but that's a fairly good one to know just in sense of you don't have to double back on yourself for this one check that's kind of isolated otherwise. It takes a long time to get back up there too if you have to change the water levels in water. So yeah. it's really nice to know that. Another trick for water uh, is a gold scale water specific setup where you need gold scale to enter water temple with long shot to get around and going to do the dragon chest with just gold scale no irons uh, no song of time as well so you can't come up from river chest and have to do the dragon switch there's this again this is another one of those setup but you basically get a chew to hit the switch while you dive so you can get reach that room. Mm. It's not as precise. The mo- early movement is pretty precise, but the diving after is pretty nice. It's, it's a really, yeah. and it's not. It's a, a lot more niche than the cracked wall, I think. Even though it, it's kind of useful because it can, it can, if it shows up, you can be in serious trouble if you don't know this. Mm-hmm. 
type of deal so it's yeah it feels like it doesn't come up as much but when it does it means a lot more right all right spirit has a few terrible things quite a couple of these have come up fairly recently the uh adequately named bow crap at this point i think so the the one that i think a lot of people know about at this point is that you can pull the armor statue all the way up the stairs of the main lobby to use a bow to light the map chest torches right it's it's very 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 slow it takes like a minute maybe a minute 15 to push the armor all the way up but it saves you the, the trouble of having to come back as child to light it up if you don't have fire source or having the trouble to just actually go out there to find a fire source fire source if you're there like and you don't have anything and it's way here or something and i think doing it is worth it and there's a way to do a similar thing in the sunblock room it looks a lot better it's also a lot harder to pull off basically line up the angle with the torch in the corner target and then back do a backflip yeah yeah i think there is a backup for this where you can pull a block round and it's a lot easier so if you know if you're mid race and suddenly need to do this pull the block stand on the block shoot through but the it's a two, lot slower yeah, so a lot lot slower the other two torches you can just hit through the first one that's fine it's just that one in the corner that you are the right corner as you enter that you need to worry about by the blocks yeah child side spirit actually has just about as much as adult spirit despite being you know two checks instead of like however many uh, um first and foremost is just opening it up with bomb shoes that's not a particularly difficult one even it's just the, two yeah. flashes and dropping the, the target at the wall mm. hold a tube for two ticks and drop it it'll hit the switch across the bridge you have to line yourself up with the bridge and the wall there's like a crack like if you line yourself with a crack in the wall in the middle there you should always get it it's not really I think a I've setup s- so i think i've seen people do that from the front of the bridge as well like the mm-hmm. gap yeah. in front of the bridge and either way it's the same it's two ticks choose line up in the center perfect it's just the one in the front. I think the Armos has the uh, Salfo. Sorry, has a bit better chance to hit you. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the other one is in the Anubis room just after that. When shooting a crystal switch to hit the Anubis, I think a lot of people at the moment jump over, grab the edge, and then let themselves fall so they void out as the Anubis dies. The faster way to do it, and this is again a marginal time save, but it's free it's just a it's just always a time save is to is just to aim the slingshot at the switch and as you fire lock on backflip and the anubis goes into the fire just as you void out but you don't have to do the whole grab the edge fall in the middle of it you just have to make sure you're standing in a specific spot because you can't really you have to do it from like the about as close the middle yeah, about as close platform. to the spike as you can get without getting hit by the spike in the middle. Yeah. So there's a couple of big time savers for the Shadow Temple, mostly involving bomb shoes. Yeah, bomb shoes are can be quite handy in Shadow, especially for saving time. But that, I mean, if you have bombs, it's no harm, no foul done. Mm-hmm. But the first one is the skull pot where after you collect the second silver rupees 
where you can just drop a chew inside the pot. This is a, I think, is it the fourth red tick, the red flash? Uh, I've seen think... three and four work, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure about that one, but... Okay. Um, I tend to go for four. That one, you can pull out the chew as soon as you enter and just run in and get up just about in time to drop it. And the only other thing there is to use the chews at the back of the room to hit the two keys at the top. So even if you have to leave without Feroz, you only have to kill the two fire keys. Yep. And it also leads into another s- setup where you still have your choose equipped and then you can do the next fan room with no... If you don't have iron boots, you can do that room with choose and just backwalking and you can get through that room really fast without having to wait any cycles. Definitely, which is a lot of yeah. trick that not a lot of people do. It definitely needs some practice, but it is an amazing time saver. I think even if you have irons, it's worth trying to do that and just putting on the irons if you fail it. Um, and then you also have the choose still equipped for the statue at the end, just in case you need them. Doesn't come up very often, but the statue at the end of Shadow that you're meant to shoot the bomb flowers for, there's a setup to use bomb choose to open that, which very rarely comes up, but it means that you can beat the entire Shadow Temple with no bow and no long shot. Instead of long shotting or shoot over to the scarecrow or using the long shot to shoot the bombs, you can use a chew and beat Bongo with the hook shot. Uh, Ice Cavern, there's not much to say. It's pretty linear. We just amplify the thing. But at the end, if you don't have bombs to do ground jumps, instead of pushing the block everywhere, there's various glitches jumps where you angle yourself, where you take the momentum of the ice and basically like propulse yourself over the hole, but go forward at the last second. So you just have a huge boost of momentum going forward so you can grab the ledges. And this is, I guess, good if you're either you don't have the bombs to do the ground jumps or just some of them are just faster anyway. So it's always worth, if you know them, give them a shot, and then if it goes wrong, just do the ground jump as the backup. Mm-hmm. It can be dangerous, because if you void out, you have to start at the start of the dungeon, but... Mm. There's not really much to say about GTG, either, as the other big adult side dungeon. There's just... We mentioned Hookshot as GTG earlier. There's a link to that, but we're not going to go in-depth on it, because it comes up pretty often. The big thing about it, though, is that most people do it with a ground jump in the Wolfoss room to reach the gap in the wall. Having just the hover boots also makes that possible. You have to land on the chest. So I think I've seen people do this in two ways. You can either backflip onto the chest from away from the wall and then turn around to grab the wall partway through your hover. Or you can backflip so you land onto the chest, equip the hovers, Back walk away from the wall a tiny bit, and then immediately start running forwards to build up the speed you need to grab the wall. And the only other thing worth mentioning there is aim for the middle of the door. That's where the center of the wall is. It dips down in the center. You need to be aiming for the middle to grab it. Yep, that's it's GTG is very linear otherwise. Well, it's, it's linear that you do everything in with whatever items you have at the time and you dip it. Yeah, the rooms have an expectation and you kind of just have to do them. Except for skipping the hammer, but that one everyone does, so... But yeah, shoutouts to everybody that made all these strats possible. There's way too many of them to 
list them off. So there'll be a list of everybody's name in the documents with all the videos as well. So make sure to say thanks to those guys. Alrighty, and I think that'll do us for this week. So thank you everyone for listening. I really uh, appreciate all the support we've been getting. We've got quite a bit of feedback this week. So thank you everyone for that. And we'll be happy to hear more in the Discord channel. If you're not already in the OOTR Discord, you can find that through the Zelda Speedruns Twitch channel. And then there's a Gossip Stone podcast channel within there to give us your feedback, thoughts, opinions, etc. And with that, I'm Yoshi. I'm Mimo Soda. I'm Riley. And we'll see you next time on the Gossip Stone Podcast.